The Bostonian is Matt Peralt. This is our f- series. The book is Dave Sherapan. Pay him. Pay that man his money. Together, they are The Bostonian versus The Book. You covered! You covered! Well, I covered! Follow the show on Twitter at Boston versus The Book. How do you like their map? Bringing you the best insight on sports betting news, Matt and Dave's daily picks, and an entertaining and unfiltered dive into the sports betting industry. Here's Dave Sherapan and Matt Peralt. And here we go. Off and running. What's up, boys and girls? Thursday for BVB. Dave Sherapan, Matt Peralt. We are live on our YouTube channel, as always, at Boston vs. The Book. Twitter, at Sports Talk Matt, at Sports BK Consig, at Boston vs. The Book. All three ways to follow us there. Sirius XM listeners, thank you guys for being here. We appreciate you guys on the late night on 159 and Sports Grid Television as well. We have a lot to get to today, Dave. How are you on this Thursday? I just saw you an hour ago. Busy. We're good. <laughs> Well, listen, apologize to all of you who've been waiting in the room, in the chat. Thank you for being here. Hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, you hit that bell. You can get in there and talk to each other until we get our stuff together. And um, we've been busy this morning. We had calls. I had a little pitch stop, had to deliver a helmet that looked like this a little bit. But uh, this is uh, courtesy of Chef Benny. So, Chef, the, the package has been delivered. Thank you. And um, the boys and girls are all here. I mean, we got a lot to talk about. I was trying to get the hats organized, trying to get things ready. It's that time of year, P-Roll. A lot of things going on prior Mm. to the football games on Sunday Mm. between hockey, NBA, college basketball, Mm. stories in the gambling world, media deals. I, 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 it's, it's so look, trying to keep up. Today is going to be a different type of show because one of the fun things about doing this show is that we don't have to do just games. There is a lot in the game, the gambling space right. going on right now yes. that is off the field that is going to impact the future of the industry and the business. So yes. we're going to talk a lot about that today. We do have games and picks and plays. Favorite thing about today is that is our winter over or are we done? Was no. that it? <laughs> No, no, no! It's coming. It's, it's, sure? it's coming. Yeah, after the yeah, winds coming back over the weekend. Oh. Rain all next week. Might be that next drop down and snow. Oh yeah, yeah. The seven day forecast is is for more crap. But right now, nice wind picking up. Just so, what's the weather for the Super Bowl week? That's what everybody wants to know. Have you I'm seen not, it? Yeah, we don't know yet. Okay, three weeks out. Not three weeks out. It's two, two weeks, weeks from Sunday. Two weeks from Sunday. We're at three weeks out. It's two weeks from Sunday. It's two and Thursday. a half weeks out. Yeah, we got some yeah. time. We, we can look at it, but hopefully the weather's going to be nice because I I was driving to Madeline's skating class last night and it was light outside at 5.15. I was like- It is oh staying my. light long. Like, That's kind of nice. We, we, we're, we're almost out of this. We're almost yeah. done. <laughs> we're, I see the light literally at the end of the tunnel for this horrific five o'clock dust to dark nonsense, which I cannot stand this time of the year Brutal. for how dark it gets, how early it gets. So we're getting, yeah. starting to come alive. Okay. We missed a lot yesterday because we were off for a while. So there were a lot of things, a lot of big stories that yep. I want to get into. The first of which, however, just broke literally 10 minutes ago. And this is just another one of these stories, but it involves an active NFL player. Patriots wide out Keishon Butte while at LSU has an arrest warrant 
for him now in the state of Louisiana, accusing him of underage gambling and betting on his own team while he was at LSU. That's why I got those texts. I was driving and I got people uh, in places that might know about this, might not, said, did you hear about this? And I'm like, no, I'm just leaving P. Ralt's house. No, this is this is uh, out. This is. Yeah. yeah. Arrest warrant issued. He is facing pretty serious charges, felony charges in Louisiana for being an underage gambler, using falsified information to create accounts, but also making 8,900 bets. Some of the games involving some of the bets involving games involving LSU. While he was an active whiteout at LSU. Over what period of time did he make 8,900 bets? Um, Over what period of time? Let me see. While he was in school. So whatever that, you know, in school. Okay. Multiple years. Is gambling legal in Louisiana? It is, but he is being charged with a felony for computer fraud as well as a misdemeanor on account of gambling prohibited persons under 21. He will turn himself in today uh, in the East Baton Rouge Paris prison today. He's, his, his account was created uh, fraudulently, listing the user's age as 21 years or older, involving several hundred thousands of dollars. Whoa. Yeah. According to the to reports, Boutte made close to 9,000 wagers. 17 of those bets were on NCAA football games and at least six of them involving LSU football games that he played in. Mm. He was a standout wideout for the Tigers from 2000 to 2022. He recorded 131 catches for 1,782 yards, six touchdowns across three seasons. He was a six-round pick of the Patriots, barely played for the Patriots this past year, only two catches for the Pats. But this is, I mean, an active NFL player who could be facing jail time if they really want to go after him and throw the book at him. So April Leslie's in the chat. Hi, April. Great to have you here again. She just said he's already turned himself in and okay. paid $6,000 in bond. If I read what I just read, right. Sounds right. I mean, it's, it's, you know, the two hours ahead of us here in Vegas. So it's already, you know, what, 11, uh, 1145 here uh, Pacific time. So it's, you know, two, two o'clock, one o'clock in the afternoon over there. So turning himself in saying I'm here, you know, he has an attorney, but, I mean, the NFL, I'll be very curious what the NFL does because like, most likely he gets suspended from the NFL, even though these, these things happened while he was in college. I don't think LSU is going to Yeah, I think so. Probably conduct detrimental. He probably gets a six-game suspension from the oh, NFL. Man. I mean, he wasn't doing it while he was with the Patriots, but he was doing it underage while he was at LSU. The question will be obviously is, you know, was he making the wages for himself? Or was he using, you know, where the money come from? How do he get the money? Well, this is, these are all the questions that now yeah. become not, it's just not a kid betting. Yeah. It's where'd you get the money? What were you betting? Who told you to do this? What, 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 what other people were putting your bets through? Like, so a hundred questions that come behind this. And before, are you betting on or after or on or against LSU? You know, were you betting on your team or are you betting against your team? If you're betting against your team, did you know something? Did you know the quarterback was hurt? Did you know that the running back was hurt? Did you know that this was going to happen? Like, I mean, all the questions start to surface because you made six bets on the team you play for. Right. It's Pete Rose type stuff. Yeah. Again, careful what you ask for with all this. 
Like this is within the business. This is known, Mm -hmm. right? There's Mm -hmm. a couple other stories coming up today. People bet people that play sports bet people that manage people that play sports bet people that, you know, gambling is a common thing. Mm -hmm. So what does, is the issue that he was underage or the that's issue? That's the felony. That's the felony is the computer fraud is the felony. Okay. The underage gambling is the, that is the misdemeanor, but we don't know about betting on your own team. What charges may spring from that? LL that's Rico. Just, LL just came in and said, if Deshaun Watson gets a second chance and so should a kid who gambled. True. Legit point. No, he'll get a. I mean, he'll get a chance. Patriots will cut him, but but he'll get a chance. Somebody will pick him up. He can't catch. I mean, he's got a. He's not an NFL wideout. Like he's he flashed Whoa. a bit during the preseason. He was you know, people were talking about him because him and Bailey Zappi had a really nice rapport during the preseason. So everyone mm. was like, "Oh, did, did the Patriots find a diamond in the rough? Another six round pick that could come in and be great." No, <laughs> Keyshawn Butte did not do. He was okay. He was hurt banged up a little bit, but he just never really flashed much for the Patriots. So they'll move off of him. They'll cut him. He'll pick up with somebody else. I'm sure somebody will grab him. Somebody will give him a shot. So I don't think his NFL career is over by any means. I do think the league will suspend him for some period of time uh, for this. But what's wild to me about all of this, somebody sent me this, you know, when I posted this on Twitter, they were like, if this keeps happening, sports betting is going to go away. I'm like, do you think that genie can get put back in the bottle? Like, that's not going to happen. Wait, go away how? Go back underground? Just become illegal again. Become become in an, an illegal act again. That sports betting won't be legal like it is right now. Oh, there's uh, no way. That is not. No, there's too much. There's too no. much. It's you're not rolling back cannabis. You're not running and you're not rolling back sports betting. Okay. Right. Those, those things are part of our lives. No. I casinos are going to become legal across multiple states in the next five years. We're not going backwards. We're going forwards. More stuff's going to be legalized, not less. It just has to be managed better. Mm. That's that's the issue. Um, man, I don't know. Like it, so, and we'll get to the Iowa story again too. We touched on it briefly yesterday, but like, how did they get him? Bombay, what? No, Butte is not a stud, <laughs> but the Patriots are bad at whiteout. So like maybe the, it's the wrong team to be on. If you're the Patriots, how do they get them? Um, let's see. According to the report, it says in July of 23, LSU was made aware of allegations regarding a former student athletes, improper conduct related to sports gambling while he was enrolled at the university. So they didn't know until after the fact after he was gone. Yeah. They've been fully cooperating with law enforcement as they go through this investigation. Um, so it doesn't say how they caught him. They just said there was an investigation going on and the arrest warrant was issued for him. Um, I casinos oh, wow. April this? is the letter I, not E Y E like your I. It's the letter <laughs> yeah, I, I. Like I iPhone. casinos, iPhone. like an iPhone. Yeah. You get a casino on your phone. You can play His efforts, all of the games like you can betting apps. On so, w, Dave, WAFB in Baton Rouge okay. is reporting that his efforts led to more than a half a million dollars in winnings, <laughs> with the vast majority of that money being used to place additional bets. So he won. He didn't lose. He won. Well, of course. This is why 
This is probably a big reason why it came about. So according to the loss, it didn't matter. According to the warrant, during 2022 and 2023, Butte deposited a total of $132,000 into the account. Oh! Butte won a total of $556,000, but used most of that money to make additional bets. Mm. Butte withdrew $50,000 from the account. Wow. So he he won 50k. So is is that why he got caught? No, he deposited 132 and only took 50 out. Oh, so he lost. But he ran it up. Okay. He was betting, yeah. obviously. I mean, these are not normal numbers. This is not he wasn't doing $20 parlays like right. the kids in Iowa. <laughs> you know what I mean? No. He was probably yeah. making straight bets. He was probably you know, large, large straight bets. And if they, like if you're betting, if you're betting like 10, 20, 50,000 on LSU games. Okay. <laughs> like, man, man. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's, that's tough. I mean, I, I, I don't know. Oh, that's interesting. Could be the tax IRS coming in. If it's a fake account, maybe that led to, to the, they always get you. They always get you with <laughs> she, taxes. She, all recreational. Yeah, all recreational. <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> you got a pool. Grab your fingers. Oh, oh, really so. That was good. Yeah. So there you go. On that. Yeah, I don't know. This is so this is gonna open up a whole Pandora's box. So um, that's how we start the show. Down there. We were going to start the show about the Iowa athlete betting scandal because this has turned into something what of it feels like a movie. Like this doesn't even feel this up. It, this it, is impossible. This continues to be one of those stories that you're just like, how did this happen? Why did this happen? And where do we go next? Because the investigation now has uncovered that someone in Iowa allowed an investigator to geo-target the football building to be able to find out who was doing what on what applications in the Iowa football building. Who authorized it? Is without being, saying, we're going to do this. Right, without giving a warrant. Without a warrant for right. it, he just decided to get authorization to put a geo-target around the Iowa football building to find out what Iowa football players were doing. And that's what started the investigation. And that's what led everyone down this massive rabbit hole. Um, I mean, this is some crazy stuff. Don't check like, or, or, or say you're going to do this geofencing thing before you do it? That's the thought. You know, the attorneys for one of the athletes is believing that the investigation was conducted unlawfully and that there's a lot of finger pointing going on right now in the state of Iowa about, wait a minute, what did you do? No, what did you do? Well, what did you know? What were you looking for? Were you motivated for something other than an investigation into illegal sports betting? Was there something else going on here? So it was just Iowa and Iowa State. It was they in did. the entire state. It was just looking for underage betting on campuses, on college campuses. And they happened to do a geotarget around the football building, which everybody went, wait, that was not, there was no warrant issued that stated we're going to target this area. And so that's why the attorneys are saying that was everything gathered that started the investigation has to be thrown out. It was an unwarranted, you know, Fourth Amendment type situation where you basically entrapped the Iowa football players to find out what they were doing. Once they caught the Iowa players, they had to go through the whole state 
Iowa State and everything else. They had to keep going. They could just stop with Iowa. Then it would, it would look one-sided. So our guy, Whitrock, who has that hat, looked great, posted a picture, just came in and said, as an Iowan, this is such a bad look for our state that doesn't have a great look anymore anyways. Um, Pyatt, Adam Pyatt said, you and I has no football building. <laughs> They would have geofenced the entire university. You and I is the University of Northern Iowa, the Panthers, one double A powerhouse, FCS power. So at some point, the Iowa gaming people knew about this because the investigation got to a point where they had to tell them and they said to the guy, stop doing it. And he did stop doing it or they okayed it. Well, the investigation kind of that's the whole thing. Like right now, people are starting to point fingers on this about how exactly the discovery request was made by the DCI, which is the Iowa version of the FBI. They were the ones doing the investigating. So that investigation, that geo target, that geo fence was approved by somebody with DCI. So they want to know the chain of command. Who said what? When? Who said yes? Who allowed this? It's all been done by a special agent named Brian Sanger. DCI okay. agents began to identify irregular online mobile sports wagering activity originating from uh, state universities with athletic teams that regularly participate in sanctioned sports wagering contests routinely listed on licensed online mobile sports wagering platforms in Iowa. So they want to know how did this investigation begin and then who authorized all of this because they believe it was an illegal search of the Iowa students for their online information to find out what they were doing. Mm. I mean, this is, this is not going to be uh, the, the more we learn about this, the more we're like, wait, what happened? Like, what did this guy do? And you can read the entire desk. It's long about you know, what they did and how they investigated and, and who they investigated they and when they did it. Like it's all the whole affidavit is really a wild read, but like they're believing that this was illegal search and seizure as to what happened here. And that all of these college kids should get put back, you know, it it's, it really is a privacy law conversation about what are you allowed to find out? Like, how can you do this? And so that's the problem as it starts to waterfall and you see in Keith Murphy, who's a friend of mine, who's a guy from Boston who's worked in Iowa for 25 years at WHO, the number one TV station in town. Like he's been documenting this on Twitter and like, he just, all he's doing is just like putting up the information and not, he's very like straight, straight arrow. Yeah. Guy. He doesn't give an opinion. Right. The comments underneath when Keith puts it up Amazing. Are, cra are crazy. <laughs> Like it's just like I got caught crap. reading them for like an hour yesterday. That's why I said we yeah. got to talk about this on the show because both sides of the aisle are both pointing fingers at each other, right? Mm -hmm. Like people are saying, well, it's it's the Republicans in Iowa who don't care about privacy laws and they're going in there, and then it's people who are on the left who are saying that to the right, and the right are saying, no, these are kids who are doing something wrong, and we shouldn't be investigating them because they could be betting on games, and we have to find out what they were doing, and like it's a, it's a liberal university, so we have to find out what these kids are doing. It's like guys, what are we doing? Like, this is not a political conversation. Like, this is like, did they do this legally to these kids? Because they ruined these kids' lives. Well, they lost all their eligibility. Further down the line, it says, like, they told them to stop the whole mm -hmm. thing. 
and they didn't stop. And then they went forward and they went to these kids and said, in person, give me your phone. Yes, that's the biggest problem. And they handed it over because they told one of the kids who has there's two lawsuits, but one of the lawsuits has one player saying he was told by the investigators, if you give me your phone, you're not going to be in trouble. You're good. You're good. They he handed it over and then they threw the fucking book at him. He called <laughs> the one guy, I think it was an Iowa State wrestler. Maybe I think it was either Iowa. Yeah, that's who it was. Yeah. That's, yeah. 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 that's who got hit with it. Yep. The yeah. wrestler. He called the coach and said, there's somebody here that says they got to look at my phone. What do I do? Well, I would think we would get a lawyer first. He said, no, we don't need a lawyer. He said, we don't need a lawyer. He's just going to look at my phone and make sure, you know, that whatever I was doing is he said, I'm going to be good. He wasn't good. Mm-mm. He got kicked out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I, 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 it just feels like there. I mean, there's a good one from D Stout right there. Um, there are bigger problems in Iowa than kids placing a $20 parlay, but this is what the state look. I worked in the state. Okay. I worked in Omaha for five, which is, you know, Council Bluffs is in Iowa, which is a very large gambling area in the state and the suburb of Omaha. And then I worked in Des Moines for two years. Iowa, Iowa State is what they have. Like, this is their professional sports teams. They right. live and breathe Iowa, Iowa State, okay? In the well, fall, LSU's kind of the same thing, right? Like, I mean, they I got the Orleans, Saints in New Orleans, but, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's a big like deal. LSU's though. big deal, yeah. As big as any of them. Correct, yeah. I, I mean, you look, you have football season, you go into basketball season, you have wrestling season, you know, you've got baseball kind of, but then it's really spring football to get back into it. That's kind of the routine. And everything about Iowa, Iowa state matters, tremendously matters. And if you have an Iowa football scandal, it normally does turn into an Iowa state football scandal too, because if Iowa, if Iowa players get busted, they want to know if Iowa state players were doing it. That's how it went downhill. But Iowa lost like seven starters. Iowa state rather lost like seven starters off last year's team. They lost a quarterback running back, starting tackle defensive lineman DB. I mean, like they lost so many players off that Iowa State team. It caused me to bet they're under. Now, Matt Campbell did a hell of a job. They still went into a bowl game, amazingly enough. But I thought they were dead in the water. They started a true freshman at quarterback last year because of it. What is the goal in all of this? I mean, like Butchie's in the chat talking about it being a tax evasion thing. Like they're going to get them on the tax evasion, right? Like that's a college kid betting a $20 parlay is tax evasion. Well, the kid, the kid in LSU. Oh that, yeah. I mean, you're betting that, you know, those, six figures, those yeah. numbers, but yeah. like, are these two things equal counselor? I mean, it's no, I think big money in Louisiana. They're both speeding. underage. Speeding is speeding, right? If I'm speeding going speeding, but if I'm going 110 in a 45, and you're going 75 and a 65. We're both speeding, but we're speeding in different ways. You know, it's different I, levels it's, of speeding. I, 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 it's what are we getting them on? And what is the goal of all this? Are we trying to go like, is this on the books? Like, as the book, right? Everyone wants to know why Nevada doesn't have online registration. Right. And you got to come in and y'all, it's such an inconvenience. It's such, you're so antiquated. Oh, the casinos control everything. 
you guys don't you don't want business. No, you know what? They got it controlled. You can't open a fake account. You right. can't open. You can't open an account if you're under 21. You can't do it unless you come in on camera, provide a fake ID, and fool everyone at the counter, and then it's on you. Right. I still have to check it. I still have to do the KYC KYC thing in the casino. There's a reason why it's done the way it is in Nevada. Maybe because, sorry, Will, they fucking done it for 50 years like this year. And yes, it would be more convenient for everybody. And once you get the account signed up, once your license expires, guess what? You got to go back in and provide the new one. You can't just take a picture right. and have a bot or whatever, send it in and do it. The easy, the ease of the thing that I did not know, and I, I was naive too, which you pointed out, and I'll give you credit for this, back in the day when we both were having these conversations about online registration. And you and I fought for years, radio on, you know, this show, other yeah. shows, where I said, Iowa, you know, the states that came on board first. And that when I went to New Jersey and I had five accounts loaded up in 30 minutes, it's too easy. I went, this is amazing. Like, this is so good. I yeah. came in, I put my license down on the, on, on, on the desk inside of, I was out there for the DraftKings um, betting championship, the whole scandal that came out of that. Oh, yeah, it was yeah, a whole yeah, betting yeah. scandal. I was out there for that. And I remember going, this is so easy. It was like, bang, 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 bang. I had five accounts on my phone. I had five open. I, I loaded them all and I was betting, betting, betting. It was unbelievable. It was so simple. And I came back to Nevada and I was like, this is boring as hell, man. I'd have so many more accounts. I don't want to drive across town and do this and do that. I never really thought, and you said, you know, this is going to be a problem. I'm like, no, it's not. You have to have a real, a real ID to have somebody really look at it. And you got to be able, I didn't put in my brain how lackadaisical the companies would be when it came to actually checking people's identifications. Oh. I didn't, I, I thought they would be more worried about the law coming down and cracking on them. And all they cared about, they were the bar owner letting the 20 year old girl in to drink. Like they just, they just come on in, come on in, come on in. I'll worry about it later. Worry about it later. Come on in, come on in. You want to drink? How many do you want? Five, six, they seven? They almost let them in with their parent. Right. And well, said to the parents said, I'm buying the drinks. They're drinking them. Yeah. I'm going to take them home. Don't worry about it. We're good. Like that's essentially what the parent does. That's opens the account for the kid to bet. Now it's exactly what happens. That's, I mean, that's exactly what it is. And again, they make their personal decision, but the book has to have a check. It ha They can't be completely like, whoa, we didn't know. Oh, this somebody's bet. This kid's betting 10 dimes a game. He won a ran an account from 132,000 to a half a million dollars. <laughs> and nobody anywhere went, this kid might know something. I wonder what this <laughs> is doing. I, I mean, you know, there's reports you can run in the book and go, what are we doing here? Who's this? This guy's pretty good. I'm going to try to get on his side, blah, 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 blah. All losing bets are equal in the book size. They don't care about the losing there's bets something nearly to as that. much. There's something to that, right? They there's don't something care about to the losing that. That's bets a, as much. There's that's no a problem. Of never, course. We never hear about the illegal gambler who lost. We only hear about the illegal gambler who won. That's yeah, like it's, it's that's crazy. a problem. That's an issue. Like you know, all these betting scandals. It's only a scandal when they win. 
or a guy sets up a geofencing and makes it really easy. And, 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 and then says, he can he this. get popped for it. So was he go- betting? Was Sanger betting? Great question, right? Well, I mean, that's everyone, that's everyone gets investigated now, right? Once you do this, once you're perceived to have gone rogue and done this and maybe violated the constitutional rights. Is he rights. still working? Yeah. Part of the DCI. Oh, yeah. He's still involved in the he's still involved in the investigation. Yeah, he has to be. You let him go, he might tell the truth. <laughs> you know what I mean? This thing may this thing may have been put together in a very nefarious way for all we know. We don't know what happened here. We just know that the lawyers have taken a look at the at the investigation and said, "Wait a minute. What were you looking for? Because what you're supposed to have been looking for, you were doing something very targeted. You were supposed to be looking at the state. All of a sudden you had a geofence around one building. Like, why? What was the what caused you to do that? Somebody must- on the inside you, well, right. if, if that's true, okay, you must have somebody had cause. to tell him. You must Look. have probable cause, or he he went in fishing, Dave, on his own, and you can't do that. That's the point. He may have just been like, let's just eh, let's see, let's just draw a little circle around this area and see what happens. Let's let it run for a couple of weeks and let's come back to the data. And he may have come back and gone, holy crap! Look at this! Look at this! Look at this! Look at this! And everything came through, and that started the whole investigation and the whole the whole thing. But how he got permission to geofence that area is what everyone's wondering. And also, when someone says, you're not going to be in trouble, give me your phone, and you hand your phone over without a lawyer being present, and it's an underage kid, you better be careful because you could very well run yourself into a, into a big Miranda problem. So, you kid's got to know his rights. Brady took his phone and smashed it? Because he was smart. <laughs> he was smart. Smash the phone. Yeah, I'm, I'm not showing phone? you shit. <laughs> Bang, get lost. You want my phone? Oh, what this phone? Uh, out the window. Oh, I don't have a phone. Yep. What phone? <laughs> Phone's gone. Light the thing on fire. Oh man, that's that's a that's a bad look. I it's scary because we've talked about this off the air. We've talked about it on the air. You guys all have phones. And if you're watching us on a phone, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, all that stuff. But these phones, you can find out so much so quickly. And it's taken over our lives. And what you can find out, this is the the tip of the iceberg. I mean, this is what they found out on sports betting. What did they find out about the rest? Like if somebody could have these investigations, that's when I started reading that from your guy, Kevin. And it, yeah. I, I started going, oh, hold on. Like it's hard enough to keep track of my three kids, myself as a dad, like keep track of what they're watching, what they're looking at, mm-hmm. what they're doing. And you have those, you know, things in place, but Somebody can just create a geofence around a building and see when you log on, when you log off, what you played, when you played it, who you played it, how much you played it for, like yeah. that. Simple. It's a little too much. Oh, it's it's amazing. And I think also if you look at the way that our lives are so attached to the phone, someone who's in, when I was tweeting about this, somebody in law enforcement reached out to me and said, you know, this is going to be a really interesting debate for a judge because technically there are investigations that go on around geofencing that are not warranted and you're allowed to do it. If you get a, if you get a warrant to search improper illegal activity through a mobile device, well, the word mobile comes into play here. The device is mobile. So you can't have a stationary geo target when the device moves. So you're investigating an individual 
who has a mobile device. So whenever that individual stops, you then geofence around their house to know what they're doing. Or if they have a safe house, a flop house in their own house, if they're going between those three different properties, you're able to geotarget and geofence around where that person actually is to find out what they're doing on their mobile device. These are all things I didn't know about. And I was like, holy crap. We got a lot of guys in law enforcement in the in the chat that you know have yeah. helped us with different things. I'll never forget the day of that shooting at UNLV, and those guys yeah. were—I mean, they were on—they were telling us stuff before we even were getting it, and you were getting it direct. Um, it's always interesting to learn these things, and it's always, you know, to reiterate to 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 our own kids, like somebody's always watching. So just do the right thing in the dark, in the light, oh, when, you're that. Us, when you're without us, like just do the right thing. And that way you can at least say, you, you know, you were doing this. You don't have to lie. I mean, this is yeah. now we got to find out who was lying, who wasn't. And the whole thing is so it's getting messier. It's not, there's no clarity in this payroll. Oh no. It's opening up way. I mean, cause look at when we wrote <laughs> our constitution, these guys had no clue what was going to happen. Like, how the hell would they have known? Hey, by the right. way, George Washington, we're going to have a, a computer that is more powerful than the thing that put us on the moon here on your hands. <laughs> what, what are you talking about? Like, I got to ride across town just to go ahead and deliver a letter. <laughs> like, no, I can alert 10 million people with a keystroke. Like, it, it, we're in a we're in a very weird time. It's funny because I'm I'm reading this book. I talked about it a bit yesterday, but the advancements we have made as human beings, if you look at the whole course that, that homo sapiens has been on the earth, like we have changed in the last hundred years faster than we have in the previous million, right? Like we have added things into our lives for convenience. We have no idea what this is going to do to us as an entire species. Like we have no clue no. how this impacts the human brain, our development, you know, what this does for our health what this does for our you know, evolutionary process as we become smarter and what we look to do. Like we think all of these conveniences are great, but human beings are not supposed to live in 72 condition, perfect weather all the time. Like we're supposed to be outside hunters and gatherers supposed to be moving around all the time, right? Trying to, you know, basically be hungry all the time. And we're never hungry. What do we want? I, I, I mean, there's a, I, I couldn't believe it blew my mind. The show. You're not hungry after the show. Sometimes? I'm always hungry. Yeah. Do you know that there, there's 500,000 kids under the uh, people under the age of 25 in Japan who have voluntarily not left their house or a, or their bedroom for some of them for seven years, seven no. years. I don't, nope. That's it's one of the most ridiculous yet <laughs> disturbing statistics, numbers, things you've ever said to me on this show. They haven't left the room in seven years. I'm concerned when they don't come out for like six hours. They what don't. They what are they doing? They deliver everything. All their food is delivered. All their medicine is telemedicine. All they need is all online. Everything gets delivered. They never leave their houses. Human contact is a thing of the past. They have actual word for it. Their name's escaping this, me, but there's an actual word terrible. in Japan in Japanese for these people that are voluntarily keeping themselves away from anyone else. They're living in a room like this size for seven years. They don't see anybody. They don't talk to anybody. It's all online. Everything is through the computer. Everything's through their phone. So like this is the developments as we look at Iowa and we look at betting and look at all these things. We're giving all these kids, you know, they're juggling knives 
and we're like, hey, cut yourself. It's on you, man. But we're giving them more and more knives. It's why it, it really it's I, I this is now I'm gonna have to I got things I gotta do after the show, but you got me down this rabbit hole. I don't even <laughs> want to go down. Yeah. I don't want I did thought. I was just in Philadelphia and Kylie was upstairs and we were all downstairs and she didn't come down. I turned to Jessica after a couple hours. I'm like, can I go up and check on her? She's like, no, leave her alone. It's I'm called like, uh, Hiki Koromora. Hiki Koromora? Yeah. A Japanese culture bound system of social isolation. Young adults become recluses in their parents' homes, unable to go to work or school for months and years. A form of severe social withdrawal. <laughs> Hiki Koromori. Yeah, it's called Hiki Koromori. Koromori. Yeah. I just learned about this this morning. I mean, seven years. They don't come out of their house, their bedroom for seven years. What in the world could you be doing in there? Don't know. Like, don't you want to get out and see the sunlight? Like, don't you want to go out and see your friends? Don't you want to, like, what are you, you have doing? Do you want to go see somebody? Seven years, man. That's That's a long time, man. <laughs> oh man haven't we seen the matrix this matrix this is just the beginning come on covey red pill blue pill what do you oh, want man oh Good man this, that sounds like that's crazy get the hell out of your room and do something go walk yeah. touch some grass i love that new expression people are saying just go touch some grass yeah put feet that's actually, actually a mental thing where putting your feet in the dirt and the grass actually triggers things in your brain Helps the best. Helps your brain. Oh, I used to tell the girls at a practice, we get there. I'm like, you guys have no idea how nice it is just to put your cleats on and go touch the dirt or the grass. Like, Coach Dave, what are you talking about? Like, you'll understand it when you get older and you got to go to work every day. Yeah. What it's like to come out here and be with you guys for two and a half hours. My favorite part of the day, every day. So this is a gambling story that happened while we were off, but it's really pretty interesting. So ESPN bet created a market over the weekend that was kind of un, uh, un kind of unbelievable. It was uh, sorry, where is that? Where is the headline? Hold on, let me find the headline. I'll ESPN find it. ESPN bet promo created a massive opportunity for no risk wagering. So it was a hedging. It was basically an, an arb is what they created. Yes, an, an opportunity to bet on both sides yes. for the Ravens and the Texans game. So ESPN bet had a line of minus nine and a half. They, for the Ravens game. When they opened at seven. It right? was bet up. Yeah. Nine and a half at plus one ten. Well, this was when the line was seven minus one ten. And they it was at nine or nine and a half at plus one ten. Yeah. So an ESPN won't confirm this, but they essentially boosted the Ravens to plus 140. And then they opened their limits up to be as high as $50,000 or more. Yes. Others were reporting that the limit was as high as $2.5 million on plus 140. Now you're the math guy. Explain to me why is it an incredible opportunity if I'm getting plus 140 with a $2.5 million limit on the Ravens against the, against the Texans. You said it yesterday. That's one of your favorite expressions from uh, from a guy. I can't remember his name off the top of my head. That said, eleven to ten built this all. Oh, it's from Chris. Um, well, Chris Andrews is the one that told told that, but Chris got it from somebody else. That's yeah. That was that book. Uh, that was that book guy that opened up. 
one of the individual places here and then ended up going to the castaways. Sonny Reisner. Sonny Reisner, because I know his son Adam. Okay. Um, said 11 to 10 built this all, meaning every bet the book takes, they're getting plus 110. The customer is laying 11 to 10. What this promo bet did was it created a massive arbitrage opportunity for Ravens, Texans, betters. Now, instead of laying 110, you were able to take plus 140 on a, on a number. You were able to take plus 110 on another number. I saw it. I was getting text. I was back east. And I was like, somebody, one of two things. Somebody hit the panic button and said, we are so loaded. And I immediately thought they took the mattress Mac bet. He came in, he bet a million dollars on Houston on the money line. He bet a million dollars on them on plus the points. And now their whole risk exposure has got to be completely flipped. Oh my God, what do we do? Give them plus money and open the limits. Let's get off the game. That's option number one. Two, the marketing person said, listen, let's open up the limits. It's only plus 110 or even plus 140. It's no big deal because they're not a numbers person. We'll get all these accounts to come in. We'll sign them all up, and we'll see who bets this for what. And anyone that bets it for real money at this price got to be a sharp account, and we'll mark them all, and they'll never be able to bet again, but we'll have all their information. Those are the two options that I immediately thought of. They did not advertise, by the way, just so you know, they did not advertise that the limits had been raised. They did not. They talked about the about the promo and about here is what we're going to give. We're, we're boosting the Ravens. When you were on the app, you could see like we're boosting the Ravens game. So you can yeah. see the, the, the promotional boost. Right. But they didn't say that you could get down what you could have gotten down. Right. That's but- what's that's what makes me go. Wait a minute. Who knew if they were going to advertise that? Who knew that I could bet a hundred thousand dollars there at plus one forty and a hundred thousand dollars there at minus one ten, or whatever else I want to do for the math problem, and basically walk away with a five, six, seven thousand dollar profit? Um, so we use the term. I've used this term for a long, long time. Brought it to the show. You use it every once in a while. Now my kids use it all the time, and they're not sure exactly why. But inside job. Yeah. Was 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 mentioned when I heard it because I was like, wait Good a movie. second. Good movie, by the way. How in the world Discord groups knew, some professional groups knew that the limits were up and open for business. This never said, happens, right? Just how unusual this is to give a promo boost of a number to then on on a straight bet. On a straight bet involving a playoff game. Playoff game in the NFL. Like wait, wait, what are you doing? Like, what? What? This Not doesn't happen. Sure that that <laughs> ever happened before. Now listen, we did stuff at CG, but I mean, we would have a guy walk in with a suitcase of a half a million, okay, and bet us a game. And I'm not saying it was. I mean, I used to sit in. When I was in a room, I fought against it all the time. When I was out at a location or at a counter, I would call into the risk room and say, "What are you guys doing?" Like, why are we giving away minus nine plus 110? Because we'd have never done this offshore. Never, 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 ever. And 
I now like to joke that a lot of these models, Euro guys, some people like to, they're reinventing the wheel. Oh, mm-hmm. we'll just, we'll balance the action. You're not balancing anything. You're giving it away. Basically, it's like robbery in, in plain view. If you okay this, if the marketing department okayed this and no one in the risk group stood up and said, hold on, we got to grade this after. We're not doing ourselves any favors, okay? And my bonus or reputation or job review is going to come down to the fact that we lost on this game or didn't win as much, and you're going to go get another marketing deal. Mm -hmm. I used to fight with the marketing people when I was in the book and when I was in, in the risk room, in meetings. I would say, like, hold on. You come and do it. Make sure your name's on it when you flip it to the plus 110 or the 120. So when the shareholders or the boss or whomever comes in and says, who made that line like that? Because the Ravens ended up winning. Covering covering. easily. And you gave away all that money. Now, results notwithstanding, I would never do it. But Mm. look at the result now and go, did we do the right thing? Do you think anybody in there inside that place is questioning that move, P-Roll? I mean, they have to be because of the number of stories that got written about it and the reaction from the betting community. And this might be a little inside school, but it's just one of those situations where if a book is allowed to operate like this, I don't, I mean, I don't know. Is there an investigation coming? Do you think some a, a gaming control board is going to go like, wait a minute, what did you guys do? Because this feels, this feels to me like to make it like a football term that like somebody inside a football team knows when the quarterback's not going to play. feels like somebody inside of ESPN bet knew these limits had been raised and the public didn't know. So I'd want to know like whose name is on that authorization to up the limit because the promo boost isn't the problem. The promo boost combined with it being an NFL game combined with the limits is the problem. Because that's what everyone always says. Well, oh, great. You know, here is your no risk wager. Here is your ARB opportunity, but it's 50 bucks. It's not going to hurt anybody. It's not going to, you know, it's not going to make a problem for the sports book. $2.5 million. <laughs> I, can, I, I can get $2.5 million down on a promo, on a boost. That Who knew that? I'd want to know because you don't just go testing the waters like that. You don't get on your phone and be like, let's see if I can bet $2.5 million on a promo boost. Well, no, listen, there's guys that do do that. I've randomly seen, just fire on it. I've seen, I've seen guys. Now these are guys with six figures in their account. Okay. That normally can only bet a dime or five dimes. They'll put in a hundred thousand to see if it could go through. Cause that, if they can get that bet at that number, they'll do it. There's people that will put in numbers to test the limits and go, Oh, that doesn't say it's over the limit. Like, cause now a lot of the software, yeah. you don't even have to hit submit. <laughs> it says you type in the number. Does you know, <laughs> or if the books are doing it right, it puts the limit on there. So, you know, but a lot of times, listen, we used to do this at the book all the time. We would tell them, listen, ask for, if we're taking a hundred thousand on NFL side, you want to ask, because if we could take it, we will. And they're like, Oh, we don't believe you. You're full of shit, Dave. no, I'm really not. Like, if we could take your bet, we will. Now, if you're going to, you know, try to pull moves and get beards and all that other stuff, you know, we're not going to take the bet. But if you come in and you say, look, I want to get this down, 
and you're an established player, we're going to try to accommodate you. How much money business every day? Like, you know, I got guys texting me now saying they do boosts at their book every day. Right. But do they take a million dollars? The boost isn't the boost. Isn't the question, the boost on the game. That's the promotional, you know, the, We've talked about this all the time. The refunds on prop bets when guys get hurt. The, you know, take a minus 110 bet, we're making plus 110. The only version in Vegas we kind of have is that Chris takes minus 105. He'll drop juice down and have a, have a 105 line versus minus 110. That's like the Vegas version of doing this. Books can play with their prices all they want. That's up to them. Correct. It's the boost limit <laughs> that always comes into play. Correct. You know, a lot of times you'll see the boost limits now with the legal books are $50. Right. That's what I said. Right. It's 50 bucks. It's, hey, I can arb. That's great. I'll make $6. Correct. Is that worth my time? Is that worth my time? Oh, wait. I can arb a million and make 10,000? Oh, maybe it might be worth my time. Now we're in business, payroll. That might be worth my time to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Boss, it's it's the, the book I was talking about earlier. It's called The Comfort Crisis. You can look, you can look, look into it. It's it's written by a guy who's here in Vegas. Here's like, the book like I'm needs. reading. I just wanted to hold it oh, up. Nice. Four square miles. This is book number two, The Circumstance. Keith Michael Preston. Go follow cool. him on Twitter. Okay. Tell him uh can Sig sent you to go buy the I'm in I'm in volume two. I I'm carrying it around with me. I'm trying to read it every chance I get to finish this to get to volume three and four. You want to talk about a movie? There's the comfort crisis right there. Michael Easter. Based Easter, in Vegas. like the, the holiday? Yeah. Okay. There you yeah. go. It's, it's his you first book. Two book teacher. recommendations from the Bostonian versus the book. We should do a book club. <laughs> the DVD uh, book let's club. go. I mean, I've read every Malcolm. I, I got to find new books. I read every Malcolm Gladwell book. I read his entire catalog during the Heart 75 and phase one. So I did, did all that. And now I've read every David Goggins is only has two books. So I'm, now I'm on Michael Easter. So. Both based in Vegas, which is so wild. That's <laughs> both, both guys live live here. Yeah. So, okay, Roger Long, here we go. Dave, answer this: Why are beards a bad thing if you're getting more money? Oh well, I mean, listen, this is part of the business. The book has to know that some guys are beards, or some girls are beards, or whatever. A beard is someone who's betting with someone else or for someone else that you don't know that they're doing it. So. Yeah. I'm putting in bets for P. Ralt at this book to try to get this number to move or do this or get more down. His limit's only 5,000, but my limit might be the same. So now when we're working together, we could get 10 down. The problem for the books with the beers is you don't know who it is. Yeah. So you can't profile the customer. You don't know if you're getting the right side, the wrong side, the head fakes, the fake bets. Um, you don't know anything. It's on the book to know the customer. And if you're fair with the customer and the customer's fair with you, there used to be a relationship. I'm going to take your money or you're going to take my money. And the book used to say, same, I'm going to take your money or you're going to take my money. And then the battle began. And it was like, you know, you beat me to a number, blah, 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 blah. Okay. You got me this time. Boy, you're hot this year. This is, I got to keep paying you every Tuesday or, you know, you keep withdrawing money out of the account. Okay. It works both ways, but now it doesn't exist. It's an absolute shit show. There's no relationship. It's just a number. A runner is a beard. The same thing. Yeah. 
Um, Same thing. Yes, similar. Placing, I mean, runner, runner has no money. real stake in it. A beer does? A lot of times, yeah. Okay. A runner is almost like a, a hired employee. Yeah, by the just, by the group or whatever, they basically punch in and punch out, or are always available, and then you know they get a a free roll or a percentage of the winners. All kind of deals made. Yeah, they're all it's all over the place. But it's a lot of these things that like either aren't said or are left unsaid, and then all of a sudden it comes up with you know promo bets or kids betting on college games or a kid. Putting in a hundred and thirty-two thousand, and nobody's checking. Like, I, I stories today are unbelievable. I mean, this is this is a, this is a good show. We haven't talked about one specific game. I love it, but it's just I, I think for a lot of people who ask that question, like, what's wrong with it? It's the same principle, like when it came to organized crime. Like, organized crime, the act of like you know taking cigarettes and and selling them, you know, stealing them. Okay. It's, it's a big deal. It's bad, but like they'd resell them like that. Wouldn't get the problem is it would lead to violence. It would lead to nefarious things. More and more bad things happened because if you let the brush fire grow, it turned into a forest fire. And that's kind of what, from a gambling perspective is like, if you let someone bet that way, well, what happens when that person takes the money and runs? You know, uh-huh. that, you know what, what happened when you give a guy a runner to go, hey, he's, I gave him $100,000, this guy disappeared. Okay. Seen it. Well, I've seen it. Then that guy disappears in the desert. <laughs> they were fine, the guy. They're going for a ride in the desert and there's a hole out there. And that's where the guy's going to show up. And that's what and you're, you're going to find him like when Lake Mead came, you know, when Lake, Lake Mead receded, they kept on finding bodies. That's where the guy wound up in Lake Mead. Yeah. I, I, I've seen, I've seen guys disappear. Guys, you would never think would disappear. Disappeared. I saw a fake robbery. I mean, it was 100% of it was a fake robbery. It's amazing. This guy said, one of my favorite days of work of all time, I'm working at the counter, and a guy comes running in and says, I got robbed. I got robbed. Now, he just withdrew the money out of his betting account, and he went outside. Then he came running in and said he got robbed. <laughs> you got robbed, and then a guy came in and, like, a costume world cop uniform <laughs> saying he got robbed. I'm like, who are you? Are you? <laughs> he had like a Yosemite Sam badge on his hat was sideways like this. this face, <laughs> he didn't have no gun. He had this, like, I mean, he looked worse than a mall security guard. Yeah. I'm like, who are you? <laughs> I'm like, Zeke. Zeke was the guys. That's how I called him. I'm like, right. Zeke. You got robbed? Yeah, call the cops, call security. Where's the money? We just gave him 85 dimes. Wow. Oh, poof, bye-bye. He thought he was brilliant. I knew who he was working for. (laughs) Oh, no. Zeke, you better go get that guy that robs you. Tell him bring that money back or you ain't going to make it. (laughs) What do you mean? I got robbed. Zeke, get the money. I don't know who this cop is. Tell him to call, you know, put out an APB. The whole thing ended up being completely staged. Ended up getting the money, and the guy ended up going to jail. The kid went to jail, disappeared. Wow. Sometimes jail. go away because they want to go to jail. Right? They want to go to jail. Stole money. Stole money. So that's why. So you wonder, like, why, you know, 
the CY, you know, know your customer thing, the, the KYC stuff that Dave's talking about, it's like that's the legality from the sports book. A legalized sports book has yes. to know where their money's coming from because it's anti-money laundering. Like, you know, and anti-money laundering is <laughs> well, a topic that we, we can get into because there's a large are is a large thing going on here in Las Vegas with anti-money laundering about oh. what happened here in town. And, you know, this is how a bookie brought down a Las Vegas executive, MGM Grand, the cosmopolitan of Las Vegas, it was agreed to pay a $7.5 million fine related to anti-money laundering failures here in town, where a guy who was heavily involved in executive that had access to the ability to basically write off people's losses and bringing in Wayne Nix is the guy in, in California. We talked about Wayne Nix a while about the ring, yep. the sports betting ring. He was using former athletes. Now the it's whole taking, thing started with the Yasiel Puig. He was, yeah, he was, Nix was taking Puig. Puig's, right. Thank you. Yeah. Nix was taking Puig's bets. That's how right. It started. Yeah. And now it's turned into this, you know, massive, massive issue where a guy has pled guilty to anti-money laundering and he's going away. We don't know how long, but it's a five. Is he years. going away? Do you think he'll go away? I, I mean, I think there's got to be something. I mean, I, I think that I think they're going to look to throw the book at him, or at least make him an example of in some form or fashion. Don't you think? I mean, Nick is Nick is going away. We know that. Is he? Yeah, Nick will go away. But the question will be: Will the Las Vegas executive go away? That as as what was going on here. But I mean, you you have two properties. How much did CG pay in fines again? Because 15, I, I would fifteen million dollars. Because life after what after that happened, life for me was hell. <laughs> because terrible. working with CG was terrible after that. Because every little thing, I mean, like every single document that you did with with, with Cantor Gaming was like looked over by five people and approved by three different levels and this and that. And I was always like, what the hell happened? And they were like, we paid a $15 million fine. Don't you know this? I was like, no, what happened? And I was told the story. Yeah. You could, I was there today, everything when they came and, you know, the FBI was there. I think every, I, I told this story so many times before when we make the movie, it's going to be interesting, but I walked in and there was FBI agents and, gaming agents and people with guns on both sides of the book. And there was a little buzzer door Damn. to go in. And I walked in one of the runners at the time, again, he was in his sixties and he hadn't ran in 30 years minimum. I mean, he limped very slow when he walked, he was running out of the casino. And I said, what are you doing? He's like, the feds are here. The feds are here. I gotta go. I gotta go. And he was running. And I'm like, Literally had that moment in life. Do I walk in this door? Oh, wow. Or do I go home? I could call in sick. And I didn't do anything wrong. I got to go in and see what's going on. So I went in and that guy was like, who are you? I said, I'm Dave. He goes, and you're here for work. I'm the opener. Okay. Showed him my ID. He <laughs> let me in. He said, Walked me over to the supervisor, and then he walked me back. He walked away, and it was junkyard. I said, "What's going on?" He said, "They got uh, they got Colbert at his house." And I said, "Well, what do we do?" He said, "They said open as normal." I said, "Open as normal." Okay, oh, okay. So I went to get the bag. I took my jacket off. I had a jacket on just like this. I hung it up, and <laughs> went in the back. And they followed me. I grabbed the casino 
issued bag that I would go pick up 300,000, mm. sometimes 500,000 on a weekend as the opener to set up all the banks. He's like, where are you going? I said, to go get the opening deposit. Okay. We're escorting you. Okay. Yeah. No kidding. Yeah. So <laughs> everything we did, we went over, went to the cage and the person at the cage was either this really nice guy who worked the overnights and he was a little, little strange sometimes, a little too cheery for somebody who sat in a cage all night. Or it was a really nice woman who just got there at like at six. And I think I got there at like six 30 or seven sometimes. And it was her. And she's like, Oh, she's like, you brought people with you. And I'm like, yeah, just today. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Good couple of friends of mine. Dropped the bag up on the thing and they watched me run it. I had to run the money, confirm the amount, sign it and take it back. And they go, they slapped this list down and said, if any of these people oh. come in here, you have to tell us. Oh. And I was like, Okay. I'm going to guess that if that guy that was running out in the morning knew, ain't none of these people coming in. Right. So I saw the whole thing. And after that, life changed. Like, literally, I, I, I called Jess on my break. I said, you're not going to believe this. Because I used to come home with stories all right. the time. Right. I said, um, the FBI's here. I think the CIA's here. I think the IRS is here. Um, the gaming agents, Nevada Gaming's here. Definitely I think there. the New York District Attorney's Office is here because that's who brought the case. Wow. I said, they're all here. And she's like, for what? I said, I don't know yet, but oh. it ain't going to be good. <laughs> and she goes, are they going to knock on our door? I said, hell no. Right. I don't, I got nothing. She's like, because I ain't coming to get you. I said, just not now. Please. Not, <laughs> not the time right now. <laughs> and she's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm going to finish my shift. And I stayed there and we took bets and all this stuff and put two and two together who was watching who that whole time. Because we had guys that would come in that weren't betting, but they would ask for racing forms. Oh. They were watching other people. And it was there's there's so many things that went on. So like this came up. Well, yeah, Wayne Nix, in case you're curious, Wayne Nix, he started a sports betting business more than 20 years ago using a Costa Rican-based website to track customers' bets starting in 2014. Connections mm. in the sports world to cultivate a customer base of athletes. According to court documents, he recruited some customers to become his agents, to expand his network, AKA beards and runners. Prosecutors have said that Wayne Nix received payments for gambling losses from professional football players, major league baseball players, mm -hmm. a baseball analyst. So essentially he got kickbacks from players. And so he had this big group. He would bring these people to Las Vegas and he essentially told them where to bet. He would get kickbacks from players in, in this one executive. He got kickbacks from it. He got trips. He got special treatment. He got special events. He got special things happened. Yep. And they all did this where you're supposed to not know your customer. Where's the money coming from? They looked the other way as to where the money was coming from. It was never a requirement until around that year, 2014 or 2015, to ask where the money came from. Because what happened with us when we opened up at, at the M and, and CG opened with one location, people were just coming with bags of cash. Wow. And the job was count the money, make sure it's right, print a ticket, go. Then when we started the accounts, because there was never betting accounts ever. We were the first ones to do it. Oh, wow. And reluctantly, other books and places in Nevada did it. 
And I swear everybody was watching from afar going, how is this going to work when we legalize it everywhere else? Because we used to have people coming through, looking at the book, maybe to buy it, maybe not, maybe to invest, maybe to not. I used to call it the dog and pony show all the time. I'm like, who are these guys? Right. And we were coming and watching, learning. And then they went and passed it in New Jersey. And all of a sudden, I swear some of the people that were in the book asking me these questions, as well as a lot of the guys, were opening up business. And I'm like, huh. Interesting. They learned all this watching us. Okay. They learned what not to do, what to do. They didn't listen to everything because they could have avoided a lot of things. But you couldn't do this now. Because no, but this is like my, I say this all the time, like Frankie Palmero, any other organized guy. I, I, if my grandfather was around to see all this, my oh. grandfather would have, would have fallen down laughing. He would have been like, oh. you, you assholes tried to close my bar. You guys, I, I, I was, I was doing like, I would love to have found out what the handle my grandfather's book was doing. Couldn't have been more than a couple thousand a month. Like it couldn't, it could, but they arrested him and they, you know, they tried to take his, his livelihood from him for what he was doing. This book, this four square miles, mm-hmm. is your grandpa. This That's one phenomenal. of the people. The, nice. the, this he has a bar. Yeah, it's 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 unbelievable. I know um, exactly what he would say. He would say these Moronis, these are you. He would he would mf oh, everyone yeah, right now yeah. for what is going on and what has happened because now now we're all good with this. Now we're just we're totally fine. Now we're advertising on billboards. Like there's a billboard. The irony of irony. There's a billboard half a mile from my grandfather's bar that was it's for DraftKings. <laughs> it's just like, are you kidding me? Like my poor grandfather would be just like, he's somewhere going, I, I just, I told everybody, man, I told everybody, these people, we did, we don't do anything wrong. We aren't doing anything wrong. We're just having some fun. Just walking in, taking some fun, you know, helping right. guys get down, you know, fine. He didn't believe in banks. <laughs> he didn't really file tax turns. He didn't do a lot. Like he wasn't actually, my, my grandfather well, wasn't. Guys state, like that are, they but, were distrustful of a lot of things. Yeah. Banks included. He, things he, taken care of, yeah, taken away from them without. Yeah, you know, he didn't any want any part or actual truth. I mean, like our grandparents, same way. I mean, the money in the mattress and all that other stuff. Like, there's a reason yeah. for all that. That wasn't that was life. That's what people did. But like life in the book, you took bets, you counted the money, you put it in a drawer, and then you turned it into the cage. When they won, sometimes you took them to the cage because it was too much money, and only money that had it was in the cage. You took right. them to the cage, ran the money there, gave it to them, and they left. Like now you got to do a blood test. You might have to do a colonoscopy. You might have to provide ancestry.com of where you came from and where you're at, who you're related to and all this other stuff. Forget about W2s and all that other crap. You got to provide all of this stuff. Documentation. It's very hard to, to, to get the money down now, which is one of the other aspects of, you know, places in faraway places that take, take back, it. Right. Don't yeah. have all that. Right. And it, it goes to the closing scene in Casino, right? Because, you know, <laughs> go watch Casino. If you haven't seen it. Go, go watch it again and watch the end scene when when you're hearing De Niro's voice. And he's talking about how the corporations came in with junk bonds and changed everything. And no one will ever allow two guys from the street to run a casino again. But like that's because for a long time, that's how this town was run. This town was not look the other way. You come here, wash your money clean. You come in as a leper and you come out clean. Like that's what he was always talking right. about. Like that's what, that's what Vegas was for a lot of people for a long period of time. 
and now it's not. Now it's F1 races and Super Bowls and <laughs> things that are no longer what Vegas used to be. Mm. One more story, and then we'll get to NFL stories and actual games. Yep. So this is our friend Adam Leviton, who had this tweet today that I think is so good. He said, so I think I have this right. Barstool Sports sends, sells Penn for $551 million. Yeah. Less than four years later, Penn recognizes that there's a failure going on, and they sell Barstool Sports back to David Portnoy for $1. And then just six months after that, Barstool Sports announces doing an eight-figure deal to promote one of Penn's, a.k.a. ESPN bet, bigot, bigots competitors. I, I, how did this happen? We're still trying to get to the bottom of this. Like, how did Penn not see this coming? Like, what? You, everyone's phone, if you downloaded the Penn app, which was Barstool Sports. Barstool Sports. It was the Penn app. So when they flipped to ESPN bet, they flipped it and went from the Barstool Sports app to the Penn, to to the ESPN bet. ESPN bet. Without anyone, you know, saying yes or no, just, just updated the phone and updated everything. And then bam, the app now is ESPN bet. Well, you had to then open the account with ESPN, but you had to you had to switch. Okay, right. Over. But stoolies want to be involved with Barstool. Correct. But that's that's who they are. And you're yeah. going to allow them, Barstool Sports, to market a different sports book to everyone who you had you paid five hundred million dollars for. Correct. <laughs> the non-compete was six months. Oh, forget about the non-compete. Like, what are you trying to do now? Like, you're bringing them back? Like, are they going to leave that and come back? I, I, they'll I do what understand. Dave says. They'll, they'll do what Barstool Sports says to do. Like, they want to support Barstool. They don't want to support Penn. They never cared about Penn. Penn was never part of the equation. That's why they white-labeled it Barstool. Because if Penn was a great brand, they would have used Penn. They'd use a different brand. So now they're using ESPN bet to the same thing. It's Penn's book, but it's branded something else. It's not, you know, no one in Bristol is taking a bet. It's all in Penn. But now you're going to allow Barstool to push a different sports book that's competing against the, the billion dollar deal you just did with ESPN. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like want to shout out my guy, uh, Joey Sass. I call him. He's a Detroit guy. I okay. know he's beyond excited about the Lions. He's uh, he's currently stationed at the Fountain Blue. Um, oh. He he's I worked with him. He's a he's a good guy and he's a dear friend who is doing everything he can to get us at the fountain blue. He nice. said, Dave, you and Matt gotta come down here and do the show. We gotta talk about stuff. I'm having, I'm having dinner tonight. I'm going tonight. Well, Joey Sass will be there. Okay. Go 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 to the counter. Okay. Say hello to Joey Sass. Um, and he's he's a good dude. He wants people talking about the fountain blue for the book, not the nachos, because okay. the nacho thing say, has yeah. been the nacho, out of control. The nacho thing is the most interesting thing on on Vegas Twitter at the moment. It's unbelievable. They changed it. On. They're paying influencers to go ahead and tweet out their pictures of the new nachos at Fountain yeah. Blue because yeah. the it was six chips with yeah. burnt cheese on it for twenty five dollars. <laughs> it didn't look good. Just being perfectly honest, like, and I like nachos. Do you like nachos? I love nachos. Make them all the time. Big fan of the nachos. I mean, every yep. time we go out, you know, we got certain places we get the nachos with the queso, without the, you know, uh, this, that, whatever. Like, the kids are professional nachos, you know. <laughs> Look, everyone knows. Everyone, everyone, had the nachos. Knows. Rock, don't get the nachos, Matt. <laughs> LOL at the nachos. Everybody knows. 
It's Baked everywhere. Baked potato to nachos. You like the jalapenos on the nachos? Yeah, I'm good with it. Sure. Yeah, I, like, I like spice. I really like the jalapenos. I'm, I'm good with that. I just think it's real. I mean, it just goes to show you how you have to be so careful with your stuff and your brand. Because, yes, it, it has turned in, into Nacho Gate. That's what it's a great name for it. Do you like meat on your nachos? I don't like ground beef on my nachos. No. no. I like chicken on my nachos. Yes. Chicken on your nachos. I don't like not I don't like ground beef on my nachos. No. I'm I'm good Buy with it. That. Just came in and said barbecue pork nachos is the only choice. It's one of I mean he's a southerner clearly. I mean that's yeah. Oh, okay. I've had it. Yeah, it's good. I mean pulled pork. It's like a pulled pork sandwich put on top of nachos. Yeah. I mean you do all sorts of different things. Influx Steak's of people bad. just now ratings are going up as we're talking about the nachos. Everybody <laughs> in the chat watching the show live, put your favorite <coughs> meat Choice topping of nachos. It's beef brisket. Brisket yeah. from JC from KC. He's a Absolutely. Missouri guy. No, it, it, it's it, brisket's fun. Yeah, brisket nachos are great. Pardon me. You get them right. Yeah. I'll take your word for it. But we got, <laughs> you know, Butchie likes to eat. I know Butchie's, you know, he's a, he's a nacho connoisseur, I'm sure. He's probably got something that he likes to put on nachos. Um, pull, chicken. Pull. Pulled pork, pork nachos are fire. Yeah, can be on how- chicken. Chicken people are going to answer chicken mostly, right? I, I would think. Yeah, I, I would. Oh my gosh, Vinicolinski, what is this? Half chorizo, chorizo and half barbacoa, which is basically Whoa. pulled pork. All right. Okay. I, um, we're not doing the meat curtain nachos, Ryan. That's not something we're interested in doing. No, not today. <laughs> not today. No. But that reminded me of what my favorite thing about today will be in when we get to bonus time. I've been oh, saving. I forgot gracious. to do it the day before I left for for the trip, and I just was going through my phone. I said I forgot to talk about this. We'll talk about it today. We're talking about everything else. This has been an unbelievable. We're an hour and ten <laughs> minutes into the show already. Yeah, How did we, this happen? And now we're getting into just what happened. You're wearing the Chargers jacket. Jim Harbaugh has been named the head coach of the Los Angeles Chargers. I'm glad I got all the Chargers stuff now. I, I do. Can keep wearing it. How do you feel? This means they're going right to the. Playoffs now, right? Finally, we got a coach, we got a quarterback, we're good to go. I mean, just advance the ball right in. They're going to win the AFC West. I, you know, dethrone the Chiefs. Got a coach. It's done, right? Forget it. It's over, right? No. Why you look so skeptical? Hold on. What? I really want to believe you're right. I, I want to believe everything you just said to be accurate. But you don't? I mean, I don't know. I I need to see. He was in college for nine years. He won a national championship finally at Michigan and bounced. Did you know anybody that was in college that long? Nine years? No. My I God. had one guy. They called him Zab. Wow. Rich Zabarowski was his name. Uh, is his name. He's still alive. It's like He was in a fraternity. He's seven years. Wow. Seven years of college at Penn State. I mean, we used to joke. He ain't. <laughs> I think he just got an undergraduate degree. Jeez. Seven years is a long like time for college. But Tom Harbaugh Green's character in Road Trip. Thank you, sir. Yeah. So I think in terms of like, he's entering a very difficult division, but he has the quarterback. So a difficult division with the Raiders and the Broncos. Yeah. I think it's difficult. It's the chiefs. The chiefs, you have the defending champs are in the division. The Raiders and the Raiders are on the way up. The Broncos are, you know, they're not just step overs. This is not like, you know, 2000 dolphins jets and the bills. So it's, it's a difficult, you know, it's, it's, it's hard. I'll be curious to see what type of coaching staff he assembles, mm-hmm. who his DC is going to be, and then who's yep. calling and who's calling plays. My gut tells me Harbaugh is going to be more of a CEO type, and he'll kind of put he'll fact that all out. You like, think so? 
Yeah, it's how he was at oh, Michigan. Oh, I think he'll be hands off. Maybe, but at Michigan he wasn't. At Michigan he was, you know, he had guys. That point, I mean, it didn't didn't start out like that. No, but he had a, he had a rolling, and so I I'm excited for him to be back. I, I just I, I don't want to get too excited because I really want the Chargers to be good. I think the Chargers have a they have so much talent. It's just they can't get out of their own way. So less egghead, less math, less analytics, more football. Hopefully, it's good. We talked about this yesterday on Sports Grid. Um, and they brought up that picture of Harbaugh with the crazy eyes and that green under thing. Remember yes. that one we always oh, yeah. use? Always. Yeah, the crazy one. Mm-hmm. I said that I said to Jack, can you make sure that that changes from that M on the on the hat that he's the wearing instead of charger so we can keep using that? That's such a funny picture. Listen, it's gonna work. It's gonna work. They're gonna get better. They can't get worse. They're playing a fourth place schedule. Yeah. He he finished does. last yeah. in the division. He does come into a good spot. True. The turnaround's probably going to be quick, but like we got a lot of Michigan guys that were very happy that Michigan won the national championship. I mean, and where does that leave them? Michigan? Ryan. Hold on. You're frozen. Hold on. Snap your fingers. Come back, Jack. Uh, no, you're back. All yeah, right. Ryan Day, Ryan Day is the happiest guy on the planet. <laughs> he is. Happiest guy, in, happiest guy in America right now. Guy he couldn't beat, and the guy that was causing him literally wow. daily problems in his life oh, is wow. gone. It's truth. Have you seen how much money Ohio State is spending in NIL this year? Yeah, they, they can't have it. They can't have this losing anymore. Now they got no excuse. The guy's Dude, gone from they Michigan. Have, they have four quarterbacks. Four, they, they, have, they, they have four quarterbacks. What is going on in Ohio State? Buckeye fans, what are you doing? You only can play one. Why do you have four? (laughs) What did they tell them all? You're going to come here to play? And we're going to pay them all. Yeah. We're going to pay them all. All NAL. I mean, they can pay them, but they're not going to play. They're bringing back. They're bringing back the best team in college football. And Nick Saban just retired. If Ohio State doesn't win the national championship next year, Ryan Day is gone. Gone. Would have to win it all. Can't they just get to the No, win it all now. Look, I picked I picked Michigan to win it all last year. I was right. I'm telling you right now, I think Ohio State wins it all next year. It's They're, January 25th. Yep. Their team is ridiculous. They have paid everyone to stay. There are so many kids that could have left. <laughs> and they're not because they're making so much money. Ohio State boosters are like dun 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 dun. Like it's, wow. they're paying everyone. In Columbus right now. Okay. We'll look at, look, Alabama has had a massive drain of talent. A couple of them went to Ohio State. Okay. <laughs> Including the top-ranked quarterback prospect at, at Alabama. Okay. The five-star. <laughs> he went to play quarterback, left Alabama to go to Ohio State. Okay. Damn, one, one of the four quarterbacks. You can, guys, you can have Georgia. You can have Georgia. Okay. I, I'll, I'll give it to you. Having Saban being gone makes it much easier for Georgia to get in the playoffs. But I'm telling you right now, Ohio State's as an angry, angry program. They have one goal. I like Texas. You're absolutely right about that. You, it, it's completely true. Texas is going to be a problem as well. They're going to go in. Crop duster. Crop underscore duster 07, 007. Yep. First of all, he went seven years to college. So Crop Duster knows college. 
oh. in college football. He put it in there. He's working on year number seven right now. Wow. Congratulations to you for keeping that dream alive. But he's and right. Two, don't forget Texas and the Lambos. Yeah. To the transfers. transfers. Yeah. Lamborghinis. Give me the transfers. But it's a it's going to be Lambo. Re- you get a Lambo? Some of these guys. Yeah. I mean, it's incredible. You look at the landscape of college football next year has changed so dramatically with Nick Saban's retirement. It's the SEC, Texas can win the SEC. Rexy put out a great tweet that said, here's the coaches with national championships in college football right now. Mac Brown, who won it back with Texas. Right. Kirby Smart. Georgia. And one other guy. There's three guys. Um, Clemson. Dabble Sweeney. Yeah. That's it. That's it. He goes, right. that's it. That's the list. And I was wide like, open. Whoa. Wow. It is, it, it, the, and then did you know the national championship game is being played on January 20th next year? Yeah. Yeah. It's late. <laughs> January 20th. Yeah. Like we're going to have a into the playoffs, like not just like kind of close to the NFL playoffs are going up against the college football playoffs. Yeah, but don't play those games during the week or on Saturday, right? Yeah, but it's still the same. I mean, we're going to have, a, from a betting perspective, that's going to be amazing for the books. Their yeah. handles are going to be more weeks, Two more weeks of great handle on uh, a few games. The The first round, when there's um, 12 teams and four have a bye, so there's four games, mm-hmm. that first Saturday will be ridiculous. And then the second Bonkers. Saturday will be also four games. Because there'll right. be four winners of those that play the four teams. <laughs> those, the divisional round be huge. Will be just like the divisional round in the yeah. NFL playoffs. Pretty huge. much all good teams, maybe one Cinderella. Right. Great numbers. Great. Uh, hopefully, no, no home fields. Nope. So all neutral sites. Oh, it's going to be tremendous as far as handle and interest. Give us a lot to talk about. We'll still be doing the show. Let's hope. Yeah, for sure. Yes, yeah. we, we should be going to that. Uh, Eagles are keeping Nick Sirianni. You good? Not surprised. They're firing all the coordinators, though. <laughs> so this is the problem, right? This is, again, you keep the top guy and you let everyone else go. You got to start over. Again, for like, a second straight year. Right. Is this is this good? No. No. This is just because it, it's it's harder to fire, to fire the coach a year after he had a run to the Super Bowl. Okay, that's fine. It's just it's it's so hard to keep the staff together. They didn't like his hire last time around. We like it this time around. <laughs> I mean, you blew up the guys he hired. You get so. one pass, right? Like that's it. Like that's you. you we got yeah, rid of the, the next step is okay. Right, you went yeah. to the Super Bowl. We lost in the last play of the game, and at the end, okay, this year you you replace those guys who left. I thought Vic this Fangio was going to be the new DC in Philly. Got fired for the Dolphins. I thought they, I thought Philly was going to hire Vic Fangio. No. Oh, I don't know. God, you meant Staley getting that? Oh my gosh. <laughs> Egghead, analytical guy goes and runs to Philadelphia. Him and Sirianni. Yikes. Oh my. Brandon Staley and Nick Sirianni together is going to be a work. That's not <laughs> no. going to happen. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'm with Tony here. I I, I think they're going to have a rough year next year. That team, I, that team's I'm a not mess. Ready to make that. That team's a mess. They do have, well, they do have the talent. Uh, you know, if you get the right guys in there, who sell the players and the players get on board, who knows? I don't right. know. 
I don't know. I just know, like, I've seen this now. This has been a big complaint in Pittsburgh with Tomlin. They just keep getting offensive coordinators, and it's not working. And then you got to – I mean, they fired a guy midseason. It had to be terrible in there. So they're looking. This Cliff Kingsbury's flying around the country, talking to everybody about, you know, working with their quarterback, calling all the plays, and everybody forgets the times when they were down to Texas Tech and he didn't play Mahomes or whatever all that went on. And, mm-hmm. like, you got to keep it together. Think about it like this. I thought about this. Principal of the school, like where Maddie's at or where, where Kendall's at. Yeah. They keep the principal, but fire all the teachers. Right. And then they bring in new teachers. And the principal oh, it's gets to work hire. Now. Yeah, the principal gets to hire those same te- the same teachers you just blew out. Right. So, so like third grade was terrible. Like we so just saying, this is for example, this is not the case with right, the, right. where Kendall's at, but this happened before when the older kids were in you know grade school. Principal kept the job, a bunch of the staff left. They weren't happy with him. They weren't happy with the way the direction of the school, so they all left for other opportunities. And they brought in a lot of young, inexperienced people. And that school year was a disaster. What do you do? As the as the owner, you know, or the, the, the superintendent who is in charge of that school, you keep the head guy and say, just hire new staff. Don't worry about it. Like the hell with the results. Pro sports is we measured in W's and L's. The pressure's all on him to win right now, right? Oh, there's no debate. There's yeah, there's absolutely no debate. Yeah, I mean, they they have to figure out a lot very quickly, offensively and defensively. Very quickly. Very quickly. I mean, Philly has there's no more rope at all here. I mean, he's he's at the end of the road. Like Sirianni, if, if they start slowly next year, he's out by week six. Like he's not, he's not guaranteed wow. to, he's not guaranteed to end next year. In my opinion. Yeah. Sirianni is on the hot seat in a big, big way. They, they got to make marked improvement or well, they all are right. Like even, even McCarthy gotta be. Oh, that's true. hundred percent. Yeah. Mike McCarthy like without a doubt. Yeah. is on watch. Yeah. Well, I mean, not the commander's coach, but you know, we'll see. Dabble's got another like pass. No, I would agree with that. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would agree. Brian Dabble's got to figure some stuff out too. Absolutely. Uh, College basketball, number eight, Auburn goes down. Number 10, Illinois goes down. Two more top 10 teams on the road go bye-bye. Outright losses. Forget covering. It is hard to win on the road in college basketball. (laughs) Still, this just in. Still hard to win on the road. Absolutely. Did you see Um, the end of the Bama game? I did. My God, my heart dropped. I thought I was dead. I I was so mad. Got I, away with one, right? I got away with one. There's no debate on that. I got that's, and, and that's then I got a good win. I mean, they talk. I got about away with one, but then, the, give me but then they, yeah, but the gods decided to get me back with the Iowa State game, so I got back. That was so. It it it, yeah, it, it one even hand out. washes the other. It even, and then the hockey game was. I mean, I was on the under six and a half. It was two nothing going to the third period, and it ended four three. So like, yeah. Thank you, St. Louis. I appreciate you falling. It's a hell of apart. a hockey game falling apart on me because I I was good. I was like, okay, I'm good. Six and a half. We're all good. And then, yeah, five goals. Huh. I bet in game over five and a half. <sighs> when he scored three, one, it was yep. still five and a half. And I was like, I'm going fast. Over. Yeah. Cause I thought Vancouver scores the next goal. We get an empty netter. I figured it falls six. Right. That's what I, I, I handicapped four, two. And they, right. scored, yep. and they scored. And I was like, oh three, my three. God, this was great. Bang. Yeah. So, and then, I mean, the Iowa State game, look, I, again, nothing is fixed. Nothing is 
you know, crooked. It's, but I get when you watch games like that, I get why people say that stuff. Cause I could not believe the referees in that game. It was a four. They were down two with two minutes to go. Uh huh. And they lost by 11. <laughs> like, are you serious? It's awful foul call, technical foul call. Tee up the coach. Three points gifted. One of the worst. I mean, a guy tripped over a leg in that you traveled and they called a foul on the other kid in the coach and the, in the coach for Texas for, for Kansas State lost his mind. Yeah. Like I lost my mind. I was like, yeah. what are we doing? Yeah. Teed him up. Three points handed to Iowa State. They won the game by 11. Eight point spread. Thank you. Making sure that cover happens. Bad, bad. I was big mad. Oh, I know. Northwestern was good. They're they're fun, man. They're 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 a fun team in particular at in home. Building, and they're building at home. Tough. They beat in Purdue and Illinois now at home. It's pretty good. Pretty good. Very good. teams in the Big Ten. You've gone down taken down there for Northwestern. So yes. if you're, that's 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 not horrible. A place to play. I don't know how many more times they're going to be dogs at home against. Yeah. Uh, I mean, those were the two best teams. You're right, but you're going to catch them. Getting points, I I, I think you'll get lot, them again. Right? Yeah, yeah. The, the watch Northwestern. Yeah. Uh, to the NBA, Utah's laying seven and a half against Washington. Would you be comfortable with an over bet in this game, given what we have seen with Washington's inability to play defense this year? Yes. I'm so scared of the Utah Jazz. They are such a crazy Jekyll and Hyde team. Yes. I mean, it's you know, what night are we talking about for like, what do they look like? And laying seven and a half on the road. They're 10, 13, and one ATS on the road. Right. I can't lay seven and a half. Get no, you can't lay seven. No and a way. Half. I'd rather, not. rather talk about the total in that one. I don't want to lay 13, 11, 13, 11 on the over for, for, for Utah at home, Washington, 11, eight and one. They've turned into an under team. They're much like Indiana. They were a solid over, over, over. And now they're an under team. <laughs> right. Just like, wait, what are you again? You're an under team. How's this possible? Yeah. Doesn't make any sense. No, no. I listen, think. not not a lot of the NBA makes sense. I mean, the Pistons won and covered as a favorite yesterday. Yeah, the Pistons were favored yesterday against Charlotte. As bad as they are, they've this is only the fourth time all season that the Pistons were favored and they ended up cover. Yeah, I mean anything can happen in the NBA. Philadelphia won tonight. a dead cat a dead cat bounce game. They won and covered in Doc's debut. The Bucks. I was like. I was like, come on. There's no way. Oh, sorry. If you bucks win, sorry, excuse me. Bucks, sorry, yeah. sorry, 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 sorry. Yeah. That's right. Um, but I, I, I was, I was really confused by that. We'll get to that game in a second, but Sixers are at Indiana tonight. Yes. I, Indiana's an under team. They're an under team. How? I have no idea, but they're an under team. Makes no sense to me. 239 and a half points on a road. I can't not with, I mean, on the, the Sixers are an over team. Indiana is an over team, both on the road and at home, but Indiana is one in four over their last five and two and eight to the over, over their last 10. Like it's not like a recent, this is not like a recent or, or, or like a quick you know, splash here. Ten Jackson, by the way, I don't know if doc coached. I, I, I didn't see one second. Yeah. He coached against the Bucks. Yeah. He coached Was last he night. there. Yeah. He coached last night. Okay. In the debut for, for the for the Bucks, Bucks won and covered against a team that was the Cavs, who had won eight games in a row. Right. I was like, wait, what? Dead cat pounds work for them. It made no sense. Game of the night is this one, though. Celtics, scary Terry's making his debut for the Heat tonight. I want to see if Miami wins this game outright. I mean, I'm stunned at the line move. It's 
five and a half last night. It's eight now. Yeah, because Bam played 40-something minutes, and Jimmy played almost 40 minutes. Are yeah. they one or both out? Probably so, with giving the line move. Right. Yeah. Miami is a team to watch. I'm serious. I think Miami is going to be – I, I, I want to watch and see what ends up happening here with the Heat. I wouldn't lay eight with the Celtics, though. I don't care who's not playing. It's Boston. They're, they're such you know, roller coaster ride what they are. And no, season B is parlay tonight. I would not recommend that. We were talking to Chef Benny about that today. I would, I would not recommend it. No, I, I, I would we, not. We checked in with Chef Benny. Chef Benny helped us. Uh, well, thank you, dude. He's saying he played last night. Did he, Terry play last night? Thank you. I thought he debuted tonight. So, okay. okay. Yeah, we talked to Chef B this morning and he was like, I'm done with the season B's parlor. Pissing me off. He's Irwin's right. Lost again. He should be. I mean, he should be looking. I I you know. know. I mean, and this is cheap game, tonight. Boston's yeah. Boston's a sh- the Bruins are short favorite tonight. Minus 140 on the road. Uh, Why are the Nuggets only two at the Knicks? That was my question to you. Explain what that to the me. The hell is that? That number seems that's 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 a danger zone right there. That's oh, I don't I don't know. We did Scary. record a cash considerations last night. You need to said the Knicks are winning this game. No question. No question. Big Nick. Oh, he said the Knicks, the Knicks, the Knicks. Brunson talking about him, MVP. Well, look, Knicks they played get a little too excited. Like, no, the Nuggets on. played down to their competition. So I guess that could be possible. I mean, you know, so I, I mean, yeah, I mean, I've seen the Nuggets this year blow games like this. So they should win on the road, but I don't know. They're not getting up for the Knicks. They get up for the Celtics, not getting up for the Knicks. So maybe. Wait, pause. What, what? did you they're not getting up for the Knicks? For like, the Knicks. Yes, the Knicks. The Knicks would disagree. Madison Square Garden, you don't get you don't get excited to play in a garden. It doesn't have the same thing. They don't. No. No? Mm-mm. No. No. I don't care On their fortune. Thursday in January? Yeah, exactly. That's my point. <laughs> Thursday and knowing you're never going to see them in the playoffs. Yeah. No. You're not worrying about the Knicks. The Nuggets aren't running into the Knicks this year in the postseason. Put this in the chat. We need a first poll, a minute, okay. an hour, 30 in. Nuggets minus two, Knicks plus two. Who you got? Put it in there and vote. This has been, one again, one of the benefits of watching the show live here on the YouTube channel. You were, if you're watching it live on the Twitter, that's great. Are we still on Instagram or no? We're not doing the Instagram. Uh, select shows. Very good. Okay. It just it's, it's more problematic because it, it only goes for an hour. Correct. That's and fine. Then it, and then it shuts yeah. off and I feel bad if someone's watching the show and then it's like, clip, goodbye. So once they fix that and we can go for a full show on Instagram. I, I love this new bright white poll that pops up in the chat. Okay. Nuggets minus two, Knicks plus two. Who you got? That's pretty easy. I voted. You guys are watching the show. Vote. Um, even if you don't like the game, like just vote yeah. in there. So we get these numbers built up. Yeah. They have been good. good. They've been good in January. I'll, I'll give you that. Jimmy Jack said only the nuggets minus two, only one team going on right now. Uh, one game involving a top 10 team on the road. Rough night for college basketball. Bad. Arizona's not winning, not losing this game, right? I don't think so. As 18 point favorites. <laughs> I don't think they're losing. They may not cover. More on that and better to book Marquette it. Marquette was 18 point favorites yesterday at the Paul, did not cover. Stay for better to book it. You may hear more about this game I coming like. up here. You, you mentioned the Bruins. I don't, I can't bet this. They lost at home last night to the Hurricanes. Can't, I, I mean, do you want Ottawa though? Like, I no. don't, but the Bruins right now are such a, they're hurt. Who's playing goal tonight. Is it Swayman? 
Well, he played last night. I know. So he's probably not playing tonight, right? Yeah. So most likely it's, but I mean, Allmark's not bad. It's like you're taking a gigantic drop down with Allmark, but uh, the Bruins are playing. It is expected to be Allmark. Mm. Okay. Corpusalo expected for Ottawa. Over to maybe. Yeah. The way the Bruins are playing offensively. Yeah. It's possible. I, I, I could and see the way it Ottawa gives up goals. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I could see that. Uh, 14 straight wins. 650, Dave. You were light. It's minus 650 on Chicago. Some books have moved it to 650. There's, uh, there's still a couple left at minus 600, but okay, like that had to open that. <laughs> like, I don't know. Where does it end? I mean, we talked about what this the this? day before. This is the highest uh, money line I've seen all season. I remember minus one last year, Colorado was minus 650 at home against Arizona, and they won by one. Like, it's not that easy where you just laid a puck line. Like, what's the puck line price? Minus one and a half right now. Minus oh. 300. Gonna yeah, lay a goal and a half. Gotta be and lay 300. It's gotta be more than that. It's gotta, yeah. hold on. It has to be. No, it's gotta be like minus 400 on the puck line. Tonight's puck line price for the, or it's, wow, it's low. It's minus 235 at FanDuel. Right. That's, that's my, yeah. Minus 280 is what I thought in my head. Minus 630 on the money line. Minus 235 on the puck line. Minus one and a half. Yep. Want to lay two and a half? You could take plus two and a half at plus eight, at plus 188. You want to take to lose by one for Chicago? Take one and a half. Alternative puck lines you can do, you can uh, lay two and a half at minus two, 130. Three and you're a half. You're still laying juice. You're laying two and a half goals, <laughs> and you're still laying juice. Plus this is 200. incredible. You lay three and a half goals. It's only two to one. You can lay four and a half goals, and it's plus 420. Don't lay four and a half goals. No, don't, okay, don't lay four and a half goals. Don't do it. That's you got to win. What five? I don't know. Is this, no, is this your GPP one. play? A, a general principle play on this? On the dog? Yeah. I mean, I take the plus 188 on the puck line, though. Take them plus one and a half goals. What is the Oilers team total? The Oilers team total tonight. Got to be right. Is got to be four and a half. Four over juice. The total is six and a half. So how many goals are how many? They don't even have team totals up right now. And FanDuel. There's no team total. Oh, there it is. Uh, Edmonton total goals is four and a half. Right. Under juiced. Right. It's four with overjuiced or four and a half with under slightly juiced. So uh, before we go and in, in a bonus time and do better to book it, the A's okay. have issued a new picture, new renderings of what their ballpark is going to look like here on the Las Vegas strip. Let me get the banner out of the way. Um, guys, if you know Las Vegas, this is the corner of Las Vegas Boulevard in Flamingo. This is on where currently where the Tropicana currently sits. <laughs> This is the fucking moon. <laughs> hey, is, Will. This is not Las Vegas, okay? Stay ready, Will. We're what? not even on the screen, and he's swearing. <laughs> what What world do the A's live on that this is a ballpark that actually would exist in Las Vegas? Because across the street is MGM Grand. Across the other street is the Excalibur, and diagonal is New York, New York, none of which are in the picture. None of which they're not in the picture. How do you issue a rendering of what a ballpark's going to look like? And you just put it on the moon. That's the moon. That's not Vegas. The moon. What are we doing? That's the moon. He said, that's not 
in Las Vegas. You can't put up a, a rendering of a property and say, hey, guys, get excited. This is what the ballpark's going to look like without actually using the city and put the ball put the ballpark into any relation of what the ballpark will look like in that no. said city. It's amazing how they made all that stuff around there disappear. Disappear. <laughs> it's gone. Ding. I mean, like Chris Angel's impressed. God, what, right? are we, what are we doing with that? We got to get out of here, but yes. stay tuned for bonus time. And I, I got a, another Urban Dictionary definition okay. that I have to do only in bonus time. I don't want to stay around for that. Life hard. But no, we're done because we, well, you're off. You're off the clock, my friend. We appreciate it. Sports Grid and Sirius XM. Thank you for listening and watching. If you are with us live on YouTube and Twitter, if you haven't done this before, you should come over and do it one day live because live you guys are getting bonus time. I hit the wrong stinger. Sorry. What, what was that stinger that you hit? Better to book it. We'll get to that in a second. What is your urban dictionary? Oh, uh, we'll wait. Uh, for, for what? Right wait for what? I'll do it right now. Do it right now. We got we got stuff we gotta finish. No, we don't. We're good. We're done. Better to book it. That's it. We're done. Wait, the last story. Yeah. We rolled through. The A's is the last story. Yeah. Better to book we it. We can next. talk about it like for real now, right? Talking about what? The A's? Like, what the fuck are they doing? They're trying to get everyone to laugh at them while they're moving here because they're taking pictures with their mascot with F1. Like somehow that's going to, you know, people here in Vegas are so in love with F1. Let's go ahead and put the the, the mascot in with an F1 car right? and, and put that out there. Like, hey, Vegas, we're like you. And everyone's like, yeah, <laughs> we, don't, we don't want you. But like, I heard that they weren't going to build an open air stadium then i heard that they were going to build an open air stadium mm -hmm. you cannot play baseball here no day games for sure no no all summer nobody's no. gonna go it's too damn hot unless you shade all the people around them yep. and like no build a dome a retractable roof so it's open in the nice times closed in the hot times that's a number one number two are they really gonna put this on the strip yep I heard the Rio area is getting a lot of love. Well, it's because of the, got the open area. Yeah, no, it's going to be at Tropicana. They've already started. They've already given people their walking papers and stuff. It's going in Tropicana. It's going. They're, they're going to. They're, they're demoing. They're destroying Tropicana, and they're building it there. Look, Vegas is about to go through a. We've already had a, a massive transformation, but we are really going to see a big difference when this fast rail. From Rancho Rancho Cucamonga to Vegas, yeah, is going to be open in time for the Olympics uh -huh. in Los Angeles. Uh huh. Two hour fast train. Uh -huh. I mean, this is going to be unbelievable because in the same time, we're building an NBA arena down by uh -huh. the South Outlets or North Outlets, South Outlets, South, South yeah, South Outlets. We're building that. Mm -hmm. We are going to have. At some point, a ballpark being built for baseball. We don't really know where. But those are three major economic changing property builds coming to live coming to Vegas in the next six years. I'll believe it when they get them shovels in the ground. Well, well, all right, well the high rail already started. They've already done that. That's all that's they've been talking about that since I moved. No, here. but that's done. That's, that's done, actually happened. Done right? is a actual the federal dollars. We'll see how many people want to drive from LA to Rancho Cucamonga and leave their car and get here. 
Oh, I and the problem with going to stop at Rancho Cucamonga is that I can't go to a Laker game. True. From Rancho Cucamonga. I can't go and go downtown in LA. I'd like, I could get there and then I got to rent a car. But that's fine. But we're not going there. They're coming here. It's not about us going there. We can oh. do that, but it's not about us going there. That's not the, no, the we, driver is we LA. Take the train and go to the beach for the day. You could, but that's not the driver. That's not what's good. That's not why they're building this. They're building it to bring Southern California to Las Vegas and to stop the traffic jam that happens every weekend trying to go through Prim and going over the mountain. It's the absolute. You can't leave here and go no. west on Sunday. No, it's unless you get up before sunrise and beat it yeah. or wait until Sunday night. And they're going to widen. The they're going to widen that pass. But you right. really can't do very much with that because you're going up in elevation. And so, like, you can't do a lot. Really. No, there's no a little room. bit of a part of that drive where it's yeah. not even comfortable. Right. So and then when it snows and it's, or it's foggy down, or it's raining, blinding. it's like forget it. It's like, you know, white knuckle driving trying to get there. So they're trying to eliminate that, which. Right. I think a ton of people will drive to Rancho Cucamonga to get on a train to go get drunk the entire way. It's going to be a party train. It's going to be be ridiculous, that train ride here. It's so funny because, and you saw it just when you went home for Christmas and New Year's. I saw it just this week. We flew to St. Louis from Philly. Seats all over the plane. It was wide open. We got to St. Louis, and they announced... (laughs) If you're in a B and a C boarding groups on Southwest, we're checking your bags because every seat is full and we don't want to have any fights loading up the overhead compartment. So check your bags. Like they were, and and people just had a different attitude because we were getting on a flight to Vegas. Vegas, 100%. I was like, it's a Tuesday. Don't matter. And it's St. Louis, and these people are coming with the party hats and they're ready to go and let it loose. There were very few business travelers on there, they were coming. To either come home like us, and we're all like looking around, like, oh, this is just another day for us. But most of the people were coming ready to go. So we'll have that with the train. Yep. Johnny Parlay's in there. A couple things today, Johnny Parlay. One, tip the writers when you win, just tip them a couple bucks. It goes a long way. Leave the change, if nothing else. The rat is right. Kenny, our friend Kenny Israel. I love Kenny. He's, uh, I, I call him the rat. Kenny and I work together. He's, Kenny's got great stories, too. Someday we're going to let the cat out of the bag and, and hear his stories. My favorite is when he was kind of working as a runner and he met somebody at Marie Callender's and exchanged a half a million dollars in tickets and chips and cash. And then he got a, a cherry pie, I believe. It was, it was unbelievable. The story is amazing. But number two, he said the Rio's back in play because they're fucking something up with the trop site. So there's a story today out in the RJ or in the uh, someone else saying that it's maybe not going to be there because of the the acreage. Something well, it's too small. That's true. If, if you want to build a retractable roof, you can't build it at the you drop site. Can't do it there, which yes, is that's, crazy. That's, How can they not know this? It's fuck. Uh, well, I mean, look, iconic plan. A's owner explains rendering delay in ballpark funding, saying. You know, he didn't reveal the specifics about what the planned ballpark would include. Um, I don't know. I, I, I mean, he he made the 
that picture was not of the Rio. <laughs> that's that's the intersection. Did you see though the Rio upgrade, like the yeah. lights and all yeah, the yeah. stuff? It actually it looks great on the outside. Supposedly the food court has all been redone, and really, it's good. People were really? saying, that, yeah, that like it's a great place to go for lunch now because the food court's got great oh, options and I'll it's to cheap. Take a ride over there. Okay. Yeah. So the food court at Rio is supposed to be, supposed to be a, a good step up here. So here Come we go. I had to train the party, train the gap, man. That was a classic. Yeah. <laughs> It's true. Absolute go, go Google it, kids. Time for better to book. All right. I Arizona and Oregon are at war tonight, and I got bets on both their games in college basketball. Oregon's at home against Arizona State. Ducks laying eight and a half, open at seven and a half, bet to eight and a half. Not sure what the number is now, but Arizona State is not very good. The Ducks have been playing better of late. Is that too many points for you? Too lay. First blush, yes. I think it is. I think it's dog. You you're laying the points. It's ten now, by the way. Yeah, I, I prefer dog. Arizona State is three and six ATS on the road this year. Uh, Oregon is six and three at home. Offense, the offense for Arizona State is unbelievably bad. Like, really, really bad. They can't score. So I think you're going to see Oregon with a chance to get out and run. A little double-digit win for Oregon here. I'm laying the eight and a half points with Oregon. Just got a text from a dear friend of ours. Oh. Um, His name's Austin. Okay. And... um, he said, would you guys still be interested in doing your show on the road? We're going to uh, talk about um, talk about bringing you in for a grand opening. In what state? Uh, we'll wait to announce that. Okay. But I just sent him back a text and said, yes, and we're doing the show live right now. Yes. So you could, you know, have a... Um, Sneak peek. Call. Oh. Set it up. But Austin, shout you out. Congratulations on the new gig. Yes. And we, we're not forgetting. Oh, yeah. Don't worry. Yes, we do know the AVN convention is at the Resort World. Yes, we do. Know, we do know that. If you don't know what the AVN convention is, look up what the AVN, look up AVN is. Uh, the, by the way, Arizona State, their numbers, uh, three-point percentage, 269th, two-point percentage, 234th, free, uh, free throw percentage, 345th. They are 269th in effective field goal percentage, uh, and they are 195th in adjusted efficiency for offense. They suck offensively. We're laying the 10. Uh, next play is going to be Oregon State plus 19 against. Oh, sorry. That'd be kind of hard to put themselves. Sorry. Against say, wait, who's who's <laughs> where's the game at? It's it's at Arizona State. We just did that. No, it's Oregon. No, this is Oregon State plus nineteen. Oregon against Arizona State. Oregon State against Arizona. At Arizona? No, at Oregon State. Road game for number nine. Arizona Arizona State's on the road up in Oregon. No. Yes. Correct. Yes. 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 Oregon's home. Arizona schools go together. Correct. They're both up there. Yes. Yeah. All right. It's eighteen now, or seventeen and a half. Nineteen was the ceiling. I took it at nineteen. Arizona has had two games, both at home, 17 and 21 point spreads. Didn't cover either one. Right. Yeah, it's too many points. 
It's college basketball. Yes, and Oregon, and Oregon State is 305th. 305th in tempo. Oregon State plus the points. Yes. I think I went to dog again here. Okay. And then Green Bay, Oakland, baby. Horizon what League. What are you talking about? Horizon League. This is my trend that I have been playing. Road team loses, comes home, is a dog. Kempom has this. So as we got the home point. dog here with Green Bay? Correct. For Green okay. Bay. I'll say bet this one. I'm looking for, I'm going to, I really hope that I can watch this on ESPN plus pretty much making it a point that unless the favorites very short, like less than two buckets, <laughs> you can't do it. Right. Just take the dog for numbers the three. Part. Now, by the way, it's numbers gone up on Oakland. So if you want to jump in on that, you can do so. But I, I would be, I would be careful with it. 10 and three Oakland on the road, but nine and one in conference green Bay on, against the number nine huh. and one. And the only game they haven't they didn't cover was the last game on the road. They lost by 22 points. They're pissed off. Green Bay's coming home in the horizon to get a W. Win the game outright tonight. Can't wait to see how many shows have this game on, <laughs> on their list of things to talk about today. Yeah. Horizon League basketball. Hey, it's 10 and 3 versus 9 and 1. It's a 10 and 3 on the road. ATS for it's a good game. 9 and 1 ATS at home for, for Green Bay. It's a good game in the Horizon it's League. A, it's a good game. PFW Mastodons getting four and a half going to win tonight. What the hell is the Mastodons? That? Mastodons are who, who? Who are the Mastodons? Uh, time for our super chat questions. You guys can always post these in there. Joseph Morgan with his third ever super chat. Here, here's here's the question, Dave. Yes, I've got a four point seven five units coming back Ravens AFC Championship ticket. Okay, how can I hedge maybe pregame or in game with Kansas City, or should I hedge at all? Thanks, guys. Glad you guys are back. I missed the shows on air. Well, thank you for leaving us the super chat. That's a great question. couple options. You can take the points. Kansas City plus the points pregame. Mm. Grab the four. Get the best number you can. If Baltimore wins by one, two, three, you win both. If they win by four, you win the Baltimore bet and push the Kansas City bet. Mm -hmm. Or... Take a shot on Kansas City on the money line with a plus price and guarantee yourself something for your time. You can't win both of those. So you could go for the middle with the points. You could go and take an alternate spread, take Kansas City and try to get seven and a half. Now you're going to lay juice for that, but sometimes it's worth it to get that middle pregame. Or your other option is to wait for in game. Hope Baltimore scores, gets a lead, and goes up to 10.5 or something like that. You shoot for that middle, or you do what LL says don't hedge because Baltimore is going to win. You got nothing to worry about. Stevie Mack, bless Casey to win. I will hedge. It's just a matter of how much I'm going to hedge. Ooh. I'm not really sure how much I'm going to hedge, but I'll take Kansas City. I've got 11 to 1 on the Ravens. It's plus 170 on the Chiefs. You know, I'll come in here, but I'm with you, Covey. Flock by 10. Yep, I'm with you. That's, Flock by ten. I did you see the stat today? Else. By the way, something else. I wasn't the, the, sure. There was a there was a, a stat that came out today that every team that has beaten Josh Allen in the playoffs has lost their next game. Odd type of trend, but true. I did but wait, see that. But I was confused about that though, because didn't because KC beat Josh Allen, and then they won the Super Bowl, right? Or was that two years ago when they lost when they lost the game? Who they beat last year? When was the 13 second no, they, game? Two years ago, last, last year. year. 
They won. The Chiefs right? won that game. Chiefs won. Right. They won. Right. So every team that has lost, has beaten Josh Allen, has lost their next game. Chiefs won their next last game. year. They did not, obviously, because right. the Chiefs beat Josh Allen. Right. So I was like, so that, that's, that is a, is a strain. I, I was like, is that strat really there? I was like, that's kind of an odd deal. Yes, the threes were gone very fast. Yes, that, 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 that's very Since true. he beat Buffalo last year. Oh, so that was 2021. Thank you, Casey. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So that was Thank not last year. Very so much. That's so then the, the so the Ravens lost to the Buccaneers. Thanks. Thir- the 13 seconds game was, was two that years the AFC ago. championship? No, it was a divisional round, wasn't it? Yeah, the but they Bills but, lost. But the, but the, no, it was the AFC title game because the Chiefs lost to the Eagles. They lost that. That's this. That was the, that was or two. No, no, the Chiefs lost to the to the. No, that was the Bengals. The Bengals beat the Chiefs. Remember the the, the Bengals. The Chiefs. Oh lost the yeah, 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 yeah. Chiefs yeah, beat yeah. them, and then the, the yeah. Chiefs lost to the Bengals. The Bengals went in, and the Bengals lost the Super Bowl. It's hard when they get all the Rams. messed up and you're worried yeah. about this and that and all this other stuff. Yeah. 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 That's why. So it's two years. So then that, that trend does hold. So if you're a chief backer, sorry, you lost. So <laughs> post that uh, poll. We got uh, 61% said the Nuggets minus two is the side tonight. I just looked down at that oh, poll. That's pretty, that's pretty good. Uh, Knicks are winning. There we go. You like the Knicks? I do. Okay. On that. Favorite thing about today is what? Before we get to that, I got to do this thing. I got I, I. So we talked about it before, and I had to look it up to get the actual definition. And this was a big hit last time. One one of the times they did it with the meat curtains and all that other stuff. Moose knuckle. Wasn't quite sure exactly how to explain it. It's pretty easy. It well, listen to this. This this. If you had any question about what it was before, you will not after you hear this. All right. A moose knuckle, sometimes called moose knuckles, is the male equivalent to the female camel toe. Just as a camel toe describes when the shape of a woman's labia are revealed through her clothing, so a moose knuckle reveals a creased visible outline of a man's genitalia. A moose knuckle named for the its resemblance to the cloven hoof of a moose is created when a pair of pants, shorts, or underwear is too tight in the front. <laughs> With men, this can often happen when they wear tight swimsuits, yoga pants, yoga or pants. spandex costumes, or when they hike their pants up too high around the waist the shape made by the testicles when separated by the seam is also sometimes called a manto <laughs> i had to i've been saving it I, I i couldn't resist i i i was like how do i explain moose knuckle why are we talking about it is a better question why i don't know when and, it came 